Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. I'm your self-publishing insider, Cody's Crow, novelist and speaker. There comes a time in every writer's life where there is just no gas left in the tank. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different reasons why this can happen. You know, sometimes it's got to do with your career. Uh, it can feel like you have just been working and working and working and not seeing results or working and working and working and seeing great results, but it's still exhausting. And even outside your career, things can happen with your family, with your nine to five. And sometimes you just lose the inspiration, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there who say that, you know, inspiration is overvalued and not really necessary. And I think to some degree, that's probably true. But if you don't even feel like you want to write anymore, I really have doubts that you're setting down words on the page that you're going to be proud of, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it points to a bigger problem too. Like if you just don't even want to write, well, that probably means that there's something bigger going on in your life. Exactly. Um, so I was like totally like stalking on a some Facebook group discussion. And this woman said that she had to completely postpone her book release um, because she just didn't have, have it in her to launch a book and do all the things because her husband had recently passed away. Mm-hmm. And she was just in this mm-hmm. like, obviously a state of grief, um, right. dealing with this new reality and just didn't, just could not find no. the desire, nor should she, nor should she have no. the desire to mm-hmm. keep going with her career at that stage. So yeah, there's, I think there's lots of reasons and situ and, and times when authors run out of gas, whether it's on the writing end or the marketing end, which can be equally exhausting or the side of, well, I've real life. written yeah. real life. And when you've written 10 books and you still aren't seeing the return that you, you know, I mean, it can just be disheartening too. So I wanted to talk today about it's okay to take a break and how to make that break really successful for you mm-hmm. and make it work for you in the long run. And I think your first step in taking a successful break from your writing has to be identifying just what it is that's going on that is taking away your energy, that's removing your desire to write. Um, Sometimes that can be, you know, just lacking any kind of creative input. I always describe mine as a well, and I can't let the well get too low because if it it fully hits dry, it takes a long time for water to get back in there. Um, So I need to be putting in and putting out at a a good ratio. Otherwise, ugh. I just end up in an absolute slump. And Mm -hmm. I hope you guys are able to avoid that. So identifying what it is, um, is a big step in this because you're going to want to give yourself some boundaries on how long this break is going to be. And that is super, super important to do. I think naming the problem Mm -hmm. is, is, is so important because if you just say, well, I don't feel like it. That's, right. that's a never ending problem, right? Exactly. There, there's no, yeah. there's no end 
to that. But if you identify it, I'm too busy. My husband passed away. Like if you identify the problem, then you know exactly what it is that you need to work through. And then once you work through, then you can get back to doing what you had been doing before. Yeah. Cause you are going to want to set boundaries for this Mm -hmm. break. You are going to want to give yourself a time limit. And the time limit is really important. Um, Not just for coming back to your writing, you know, at an appropriate amount of time, but also ensuring that that break does what you need it to do. Um, So if your break needs to be a couple of days, weeks, a couple of months, um, you can do those things, Mm -hmm. but you need to define it really well for yourself. And like you said, identifying that problem so that, you know, that problem can be resolved, whether that's, you know, maybe starting a new chapter in your life or, well, my job is making me work 60 hours a week for the next eight or eight weeks. I can't, I can't overtax myself. Great. Take a break, Mm -hmm. you know? Because if you have, if you know the reason, and if you know how long this break is going to last, you are not going to be beating yourself up for not being productive in that time. Mm-hmm. And it great. gives you, it gives you permission to not do anything and not feel guilty about it. So that when you do come back, you don't look at that break time as wasted time. You see it instead as an investment in yourself in allowing yourself to have an actual life and that mm-hmm. is okay. Um, you can't let writing completely dominate everything. So during your break, definitely do whatever it is um, you need to do to hit that reset button. Um, for your friend who recently lost her husband, I mean, it's absolutely the right decision to put off that book launch. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be hard to really give that a time limit especially, you know, in the earliest days. But if she can say, well, I'm going to try this again in six months, or I'm going to try this after the one year anniversary, and I'm going to give myself a whole year to just adjust to the new reality and grieve when I need to grieve, then it's, you know, it's, it's working through that problem and arriving through to the other side. Right. Or if, you know, if it's just, I'm just exhausted, I don't feel inspired, I just don't have any ideas about what to write about, then I hope that whatever it is that gets your imagination sparked, I hope you're making time for that as much as you can during your break time. For me, that often looks like animal documentaries (laughs) or pretty much any documentary I'm super into. For me, that looks like the thought of making money. (laughs) (laughs) For Amanda, it's Wall Street bets. She's just going to zone out for 20 minutes. What got me back into writing lately was the thought, hey, if I can bust this out, I can make some money. Like, that is literally the motivating factor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> did did my husband, like, spur you in this direction? Is he to blame for this? Yeah, he, he's the one he asked he me is? about. Yeah. yeah. Asked, well, it was a back-to-back thing. He asked Sounds me, about right. He asked me about a novel that is, like, eight years old, right? And he, yes. like brought up this novel. But he loves I've... this. He, he cannot, like, he doesn't go more than six to eight weeks without mentioning the Viking novel. Oh, he's so it nice. It does, like, he, he really. He's a believer. He, so he brought like it up. It. And then the next day, a f- an, another friend brought it up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Right. Like, it's been eight years. And they read this, like, rough draft partial or whatever. Like, 
I right. need to I need to start writing again. So nearly anyway. a decade ago, yeah. It's, yeah. it's time to revive. That's that my project. why. So also Viking fiction, you guys, is on the rise. So if you're deciding between the epic fairy fantasy or doing a Viking tale, do the Viking tale. So back to back to what we're actually talking about. Okay, once you've gotten through your break, once you feel like you've thoroughly hit that reset button, you have to come back to your writing again. And when it comes to returning from a break, best advice I have for you is starting slow. Whatever you were doing before you took your break or before life got in the way and you began to think, I think I might need to take a break, wherever your productivity was at, don't do more than a quarter of that. If you were doing, you know, 3000 words a day, I don't even want you doing 1500, you know, Mm -hmm. making very small, very actionable steps because a lot of our writing lives are a habit. A lot of the most successful people, they have specific hours of the day when they write and they don't let anything get in the way of that because that is their routine (laughs) and that's when they do it. And some of us really need that, especially when this is a job that like, well, you could just do it in any time. Yeah. And then you you get stuck in the, well, I'm not doing it all the time. Now I feel guilty about that, even if you're productive. So yeah, having parameters throughout all of this, giving yourself boundaries, um, it's going to make for a much, much more successful return. And especially if coming back, those are small, actionable steps so that you can know and naturally grow into what your full potential is. So as an example of this, I always set the bar very low for myself It's so that I can win every time. So my bar is one word. Like that is my goal. If I can write one word, I will be happy. The the trick though is it never stops at one word. Like telling myself I'm going to write at least one word today that gets me to sit down, open the document, put a word down and it never those, ends there. Right. And those first two steps are usually where the, the objection longest. really is. I don't have time. I don't I can't find time to sit down. And I, I can't find time to mm-hmm. get into my laptop and definitely ignore my email and definitely ignore my social media mm-hmm. and just open the file. Yeah. It's, those two are, those can be really difficult tasks sometimes. It's the hardest. It's always the hardest yeah. for me. And so if I just have a goal of one word, then the next thing I know, a thousand words later, even if it's just 200 words later, I'm happy because I got words on the page. And of course now exactly. um, in life right now with I have three very young kids and it's crazy. And there are days I don't get even that one word on the pay on the page, but I give myself grace because it's not like I'm sitting around doing other things. Like whenever, right. whenever a day happens that I don't get any words on the page, it is because life happened and yes. I was actively doing other things like recording this podcast or whatever it may be instead mm-hmm. of putting those words on the page. If I can share a tip with everybody, um, especially if this is you, if this really describes you, that you have trouble making a schedule or sticking to a schedule, or if you're really like me, um, every time I come up with a rigid, detailed, and motivated schedule, life inevitably gets in the way. Mm -hmm. There's a trip that comes up. There's a kiddo that's sick. There's something that happens that pulls me away from it. And it was happening so consistently Um, it was almost unbelievable how ridiculous it was. And it actually led to 
a lot of disagreements between my husband and myself because he's also a writer and a freelance editor. And in his eyes, he was just seeing that I wasn't getting enough writing done. And I was insisting, well, I I can't, like life came up, like literally I was sick with the flu for three days. Like, Mm. no, I didn't get any writing done. And so against what would be common sense advice from any marriage professional or from any marriage couple, I started keeping a spite journal so that the next time he got angry with me and tried to sit me down about you're not being productive enough, I literally had a timetable that I could pull up and say, okay, which date, where was I supposed to fit it in? And it started as a spite journal. What it actually turned into was the most successful tool I've ever set out for myself for maintaining my productivity. Because when I really got into it, I realized, oh, I did have a valid reason for why I only got 2000 words last week. Especially for me, I have really high anxiety. My anxiety lies to me about everything. And this didn't allow that to happen. This was a record I was keeping day to day that I could look at and say, nope, I did as much as I could do last week. I don't have to feel guilty about this. Mm. Um, And that led to more productivity the next week because I felt motivated. I felt accomplished instead of feeling, you know, down or feeling not good enough. And for the record, (laughs) he does not bother me about my productivity anymore. That's good though. I mean, I'm so glad that it ended up helping you reshape the way that you viewed your day. And exactly give yourself a break. And I think for many people, something like that would would identify areas where they could maybe cut back on other things to make more right. time for writing. Yep. So overall, guys, just don't let yourself get run into the ground. You know, your writing isn't going to go well if you just don't have the energy and you don't have the heart for it. Dedication to hard work is really important. That is some fuel that's going to help you get done what you need to get done. But if your heart's not in it, if your head can't get in it, there's something else going on. And if you take care of that and address that head on, instead of letting your negative feelings for your writing linger and letting this problem linger without a solution to it, you're going to end up better in both areas in the end. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gatecrashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers or log into paypal and search us using our username which is at gatecrashers and be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode